Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, huge backstage heat on WWE Star. Are the elite out of this Wednesday's Dynamite with CM Punk stepping in? We're going to tell you how AEW really felt about Collision's debut. And we've got a latest update on AEW's Collision Dynamite roster split. Ooh, I'm Andy Murray. I'm Michael Hamlet. And this is the news. Adam Wilborn's still in the sun somewhere. Yeah. Sunning and funning. Living his best life. He is indeed. Uh, let's kick this thing off by talking about Top Dollar. <laughs> yeah, okay. Headline-making story, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Top Dollar has been in the news over the weekend. Uh, it kind of stems from SmackDown. He was buried pretty badly on... I mean, he's buried every week on SmackDown when Michael Cole's mm-hmm. on the microphone. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, Hit Row were participants in that tag team gauntlet match and they lost to the Brawling Brutes in about eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Top Dollar looked like a complete buffoon, like in kayfabe. Uh, and Dave Meltzer is reporting now that he has enemies on the creative team. Um, which may have been why this panned out the way it did. Uh, on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave reporting that Top Doll is not very popular with some people and he was dealt the burial of all burials as a result of this on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, dropped it in eight seconds. So t- Top Dollar and Hit Row in general have had a crap 2023, just like wins and losses wise. Um, they haven't won since January in a regular two-on-two match, and they've had one tag team match this year that's gone more than five minutes. That was against Braun and Ricochet. Uh, mostly they just kind of get... They're like enhancement talents now, that's their role. And look, you need enhancement talents on WWE television. I'm not sitting here saying that... D- d- Hit Row should be booked like Peak Edge and Christian yep. or whatever. Um, but like, they're not exactly uh, booked in the way that gets ever going to get them over. Um, I think for me, right, when you're talking about burials and stuff, it's tough to take just like one isolated thing and go, they're being buried or whatever. But when you listen to the way that Top Dollar <laughs> in particular is referred to by Michael Cole, uh, yeah. to me, it seems quite... That's usually an edict. Uh-huh. That's usually... Uh, and it was something that Vince would do all the time when he was in Gorilla every week, just putting people down via the commentators. Um, Cole does it all the time. Of course, it stems from when Top Dollar botched the dive to the outside in December. Uh, and ever since then, he flopped Dollar. Um, there was a thing in a Battle Royal where he was like, oh, Top Dollar's gonna win this because he can't get over the top rope. Right, admittedly, right? 
Some of these lines are pretty funny. I'm in a way to kind of competing for best patter when yeah. you're in the ring. Like it becomes this competitive joke. Yeah. yeah. I, they're, yeah. They're funny, right? But they're also really quite mean. Yeah. Because um, I'm, you know me, I'm not one to harp on botches and stuff. I think that's whack ass, lame, rubbish, mm -hmm. loser behavior. Uh, so to hear a commentator doing that is really strange. Um, but there you go, top dollar. <laughs> Seemingly not the most popular guy. No, um, as you point out, Hit Row have not had the best run on the main roster in general. Yeah. And not at all this year, whether it be in kayfabe or reality. Look, I'm a fan of Triple H's booking, broadly speaking, compared to when Vince Mano was in charge. But it's worth remembering that he's not done anything to adjust the culture backstage, maybe, if you're having this happen. You're right to point out that this is a Vince McMahon play that Triple H is gladly using mm -hmm. as what? Like upside down motivation? Is this somehow gonna encourage Top Dollar to wanna improve on the things of which he's not even being told are wrong? Just yeah. like, you know that botch from months ago? Well, fix that. Turn back time and fix that. And he and has fixed it, because he's done it since then, and like the guy's done it in the past, so it's yeah. something he clearly can do. It's just so weird. And like, especially when it's a guy like, look, Top Dollar is a, he, he's a rogue element. Yeah. He's a bit chaotic, right? Yeah. He'll he'll cut, he'll do a rap about the young bugs about shoes uh, and stuff. Like he, he, he wants he, legends to give their possessions over to WWE. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's mad into that. He's a silly sausage yeah. sometimes. But that being said, he's also put like a lot of graft in this year to like get in better shape and transform his great. body and stuff. Yeah. He looks phenomenal. I want to know his secrets actually. Yeah. So like, I'm not here for companies literally bullying employees on air or independent contractors on air. Um, justice for Top Dollar is what I'm saying. <laughs> Push hit roll, I guess. I did not imagine we would get that to there yeah. with our hit roll Top Dollar love here at the What Culture Talent. Hey, you know, the other part of this is that Adonis is like actually great, <laughs> like a fantastic wrestler. That is the one thing about a member of a tag team getting heat. You can see Adonis dodging all of it right now. Yeah. Like it's constantly Top Dollar eating the pins. It's him that looks at fault for hit rolls on screen failing. So if nothing else, if they genuinely believe that this is going to change people's perception, probably won't do it if Ashanti the Adonis. Yeah. You would have seen. Anyway. Fingers crossed. Um, speaking of perception, could there be one going on within AEW? Because this week on uh, Wednesday's Dynamite, the Elite might not be in attendance, of course, as Dynamite emanates from Chicago, but CM Punk could be. This is not the news we expected to report when Collision debuted on Saturday, but this is what we've got currently, according to Fight for Select, as a possibility. Um, it's going to emanate from the Winchester Arena, which is where AEW visited loads over the years, and I believe was a venue where the Elite first referenced the Punk brawl out mm -hmm. stuff in one of their trios matches uh, last what summer. What a joy that All was. of that sort of stuff. Yeah. That was all when it was booting That's, off. They were that was so good. Glad to work as heels <laughs> in a building where they knew yeah. they were going to get booed. It created a bunch yeah. of news and all that sort of stuff. Um, and of course, Punk referenced the Elite in his promo when he returned on Saturday's Collision. But Fightful have got that Kenny uh, Omega and the Young Bucks were not there for Collision on Saturday and also might not be there for Dynamite on Wednesday. Um, AEW's apparently got some pre-tapes so that the uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega can reference all the ongoing storylines in AEW with them at the moment. Last week's Dynamite ended with a huge showdown with multiple sort of moving pieces featuring the books and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, there is no official word on whether the Young Bucks uh, Young Bucks or Kenny could be there and Punk might be dropped in. Um, we're gonna have a little bit more later on about the potential collision and Dynamite roster splits. Mm. But yeah, Punk on a Dynamite is wild until you maybe consider the location, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's it's Chicago, isn't it? And and, and he is Chicago Phil. Uh, at the end of the day, there are very few wrestlers who are as, who are as synonymous with their uh, hometown as mm. CM Punk is, so. Also, the other aspect of it is things like 
ticket sales and, and, and TV numbers and stuff. And we don't know how CM Punk's going to emerge as like a TV draw until we start getting some numbers through uh, on that. Um, so yeah, I'm not terribly surprised. Obviously, if they're doing pre-tapes, it sounds like they're maybe preparing for them not to be in town, which would be in line with this report, obviously. So we'll see how it pans out. I, I mean, I would have CM Punk on the show. You're in Chicago. To me, that's a no-brainer. It has potential for Bindor ramifications, of course, as well, because Kenny Omega doing a pre-tape, not that wild. It's going to be the go-home dynamite for Forbindor. Um, he's going to be having his last words to Will Ospreay. But as of right now, neither the Young Bucks or Punk are on that Forbindor show. They're teaming uh, up. What, together? Yeah. They're just going to work a trios. Yeah. yeah that makes against like Kenny and Bishamon. Bishamon. Uh, against Kenta and Bishamon. Bishamon yeah. and Big Tom or something. Yeah, we'll just yeah, do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Neither of them are both currently on the card. Um, obviously, there's been rumours about the punk match, but less so for the Young Bucks. Yeah. So maybe Dynamite should at least, if nothing else, focus on what's hot, which is punk, and the pay-per-view they're selling, which is Forbidden Door. So maybe this is going to be storming the teacup stuff coming Thursday morning. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Do you, do you reckon CM Punk and the, the Elite, do you think they can actually keep them apart? For long, do you think they're bound to bump into each other? Is this all combustible? We've got some Twitter questions on this stuff coming up later on in the video, but let us know what you think down below. It's a really interesting conversation. Sometimes people get really nasty with it, so please don't do that. Don't fight over it. Yeah, don't we don't fight. need to brawl out in our comments. No fighting, please. We don't want to set up separate brands for the different strands of comment sections, where only some can comment on Wednesdays and some can comment on Saturdays. That seems untenable. Yeah, yeah, that would, that would take a lot of admin work from there. I'm not doing that. Uh, right, we're going to move over uh, and talk about Collision a little bit. Uh, report here from PW Insider. What was the backstage reaction like? Positive, it was good. Um, noting Mike Johnson here, noting that people within the company felt good about the show, believing that they did a good job in making it feel sufficiently different to Dynamite. Um, so this was largely built around CM Punk, this show of course, he did the promo, he did the match, he's back, all of that stuff, all of that. Uh, PW Insider note as well that it was a big night for merch. Uh, apparently most of what was available was sold out by the end of the show, uh, which is interesting because from people who've attended AEW shows, yourself included, I've heard they like have one line. It's not, it's not <laughs> they, great like They don't have enough. Doesn't encourage it to get involved and buy something. Yeah, no. so maybe it was different in the United Center, I don't know. Uh, CM Punk, unsurprisingly, was the top seller yeah. on the night. I assume that Larry t-shirt was selling like dog cakes. Um, it was a holiday weekend in the United States, uh, of course. We had Father's Day, we got Juneteenth, so there is going to be a delay in TV numbers coming through. But Dave Meltzer writes in the Wrestling Observer Daily Update that the show's top 10 position in Saturday's Google rankings would indicate maybe they're going to be quite good although we won't know obviously until they come out so broadly positive surrounding collision uh, if you want to know our thoughts we did a what went down after the show we did a live stream that's like three hours long uh, if you want the full experience you can check that out uh, <laughs> but yeah there you go uh, AW pretty happy pretty happy yeah um, as you said I think pretty ratings definitely. Tuesday Wednesday that will be of course all the conversation because so much of the chat in the, can't be asked well so much of the chat <laughs> in the build up to Punk's return has been about drawing and about numbers and about those yeah. kind of things so that's going to dominate the discussion I'm sure later yeah. this week um, but yeah if you want more discussion on Collision there's uh, me and Murray going live on YouTube Simon Miller's up and down to there we've got a What Went Down myself and Michael Sidgwick will sit down to do a full podcast review later Paul Art wrote What Went no he wrote Ups and Downs sorry for the website, website. We've got one. all the Collision that's fit to print in here and watch and all that kind of stuff um, collide it right into your brain and yeah and I actually agree with the one take above all else about the aesthetics it did the way it was paced and the way it looked did feel sufficiently I like the red dynamite. I like the red and the yellow and I just remember how it didn't feel like that when Rampage debuted, yeah. so we can give it that if nothing else. But speaking of TV shows that are maybe different from each other or not, 
There are some various reports coming in um, about the AEW Collision Dynamite roster split or whether or not it's even going to take place. We've reported that CM Punk might indeed be on Dynamite this week. And uh, apparently, Fightful Select have... Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week, we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That the original plans for the hard roster split that had been speculated upon were given the mixed blessings mm. from the AW uh, backstage lot. Uh, of course, we had Collision launching on Saturday. Dynamite has its regular roster. Collision was advertising specific members of their AW roster we hadn't seen in some time. Uh, and according to Fightful, um, there is no current plans right now for a hard split. Quote, despite AW sending a memo out to that effect several months ago. Uh, the report goes on to say that AW had informed its roster that assembling two distinct rosters for Collision and Dynamite, but there'd be some exceptions, particularly regarding champions. It then adds, somewhat happy about this, seeing it as a way to curb drama. Others thought it would result in the missing out on signings and independent appearances, which AW sees as a luxury. Yeah. So there we go. The uh, the split was intended initially to be something akin to the old SmackDown and Raw drafts of old and just yeah. wrestlers appearing on one side rather than the other, but that now has been softened. It does explain why Tony Khan was always one foot in one foot out when giving answers to the media you know because clearly this has not been given unanimous praise backstage and there's good arguments for and against it and then already this week it feels as though it's maybe not going to play out we had dynamite matches being advertised with vignettes on saturday's yeah. show and um, there's now the discussion of where exactly cm punk and the elite will fit in and things like that it doesn't look like this is getting cleared up anytime soon does it and this seems to me like the best option, to be perfectly honest. Soft, not officially confirmed, not officially announced, no draft, nothing like that. 
just like yeah basically you're gonna you might see someone more often on one show than the other but it's not officially they've not officially drawn a line to me this is probably just a way of saving a lot of hassle right and a lot of fannying on because you might want certain top stars to draw on both shows uh also it saves us getting dragged into pointless conversations about oh they just drafted him last week and he appeared on the other show <laughs> and like all these little like tiny minutiae things that get broken down to just exhausting levels of detail i'm glad we're going to swerve those conversations um, as long as the theory of uh, this offering more opportunities to people who aren't currently getting them on TV, as long as that comes to light and that actually happens, I'm quite happy with it not being a hard roster split. I think this is totally fine, to I be think honest. Collision offering a bit of breathing space, as we saw on Saturday, for Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks to feel like they were effectively starting again. They were declaring for the Owen Hart Cup. Um, it can still be that, even yeah. without a hard split. But yeah, I think we're, the proof of the pudding is going to be in this regard. A big criticism of AEW in the last year has been how X, insert your favourite talent, has not been getting their requisite TV time. They should get that now. Yeah. Even without a hard split, you would think there would be space in the week for it. You don't if they're not getting it, ask more questions. Yeah, exactly. Then the debate evolves. Mm. Speaking of evolving, Okay, let's go over to the Twitter questions for the day. Uh, Ashley has been on, Ashley Short asking, Morning gents, uh, lots of people asked about Wardlow, so I've, I've just grabbed Ashley's question here. Um, loads of people actually. Uh, I've seen some harsh takes on Wardlow over the weekend. What's next for the big man? Maybe a heel turn. So we had some people asking like, is the TNT title buried? Is Wardlow buried? What's going on? Why did he lose all of this stuff? Go for it. Oof, I, there's a lot to it. I So I'm not surprised about the various questions coming up about him as well. I think the title change was as much as anything um, to give Collision a major talking point for its first match. Yes, history being I made. agree. Point one. The other reason was that right there, because Christian Cage is a popper for life, and that celebration of his was absolutely incredible. He's already teen up a feud with Luchasaurus when the poor dinosaur can't even get yeah. his claws on the title itself. Um, it doesn't look good for Wardlow. Uh, I don't think any of his TNT runs have really delivered in the way that people have assumed they would do. I don't think he's uh, through a fault of the booking as much as maybe some of his own, I don't want to say the word limitations in the ring, but just some of the things that people have not seen come through in his in-ring. Sure. It feels, unfortunately, it's not simpatico. I think the booking and that's the- Simpatico. Yeah, like- That's the, not a word. <laughs> the, the booking and the, um, the matches have maybe both kind of conspired yeah. to not give Wardle the run we thought. And to answer the question of what next, I think he's far from a busted flush. I do not like seeing this idea that a guy like Wardlow with all of these gifts is just done and dusted, especially not in a company like AEW. I would love to see him as a flawed human being hit rock bottom by rejoining MJF or a heel turned punk mm. in the same role. There was nothing wrong in AEW with being a human being that has to look and think, oh God, I've taken a wrong turn. Yeah. And then you reboot the whole storyline. A second redemption for Wardlow because yeah. his origin story is what? A poor family that had to work for MJF finds his own way. It's okay for that own way to go down a few yeah. dark alleys and that's hum that's the human experience, isn't it? Like, uh, you, 100%. Could, you can do that with a Wardlow, I think. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think the booking has been suboptimal. I think the booking of the TNT title, really, since the Codyverse started yep. happening, obviously I'm not talking about his first run, uh, really has not been there. I, it has been thrown around with just flippancy across the board. And I think Wardlow has suffered from that. I think Hobbs suffered from it as well. I think Cody, Sammy, like Scorpio Sky, everyone who's held it over the past year and a half has 
suffered to some degree as a consequence of this. And there's some of that Derby there, and I think that's the only reason is because his one was just full of cool yeah. kick-ass. It was like six weeks yeah. long or something. Uh, but it was, it was, it was still really fun. It was still really fun. Uh, so yeah, I think that the the international title has surpassed it in many many ways. I think that's a shame because the original Cody Rob was so special and the Brody Lee uh, stuff was great and everything else. Uh, so yeah, I'd like to see them fix that on Wardlow. Uh, I don't think Wardlow is uh, going to be like the next Rock or anything like that. I I, I see his potential as more of like a Batista level, mm-hmm. kind of like a main event level bloke who you can throw up. Obviously, stylistically, they're very similar, but who you can elevate into that headlining role. And, and you know, he's not, not going to be the biggest draw in the company or whatever, whatever, uh, but he's still going to do some awesome stuff. Dumb powerhouse jock energy. I love that in my wrestling. So I hope they can fix him. I hope they can uh, write this course because uh, every single time they look like they're heading in the, that direction, he just loses randomly. I think it's a reminder as well. You know, sometimes in wrestling, when plans do have to change, pal. Mm. When he was absolutely at his hottest beating MJF, whatever the plans were for who was in the title picture, who was doing what, Maybe change a few and go with Wardlow then. I think he's never fully quite recovered yeah. through not being just being rocket strapped when he was like white hot. I think he can get there again, but if they do get there again, just go with him. Yeah. Just like don't like stumble and stop and start. Just no more go with him. Laughing around. He's, he's yeah. too jacked and like fiery and awesome a guy to. He's got a manager who bites people's thumbs off. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great stuff. What more do you want? Uh, Elder has been on uh, asking. Uh, thoughts of CM Punk taking shots at the Elite? Do you feel that he got the green light from backstage or went off script? Do you agree with him adding fuel to the fire? I've got a really simple answer to this. I don't want to know. I don't want to know if this was approved. I don't want to know if he was shooting. I don't want to know if he's just going out of his way to be a menace. Uh, however, I'm going to know because I don't have the luxury of not knowing <laughs> uh, in the, in this job. We, we go over every news story, obviously. Uh, but I'd rather not know because that's the magic of pro wrestling and pro wrestling is a unique art form where you can take real issues and turn them into televised beefs. Uh, and, and and the magic of that always was not knowing. So we're going to know, obviously, but I'd rather not, to be honest. I don't want to know, but I do want to think that there's enough cordiality backstage to be able to go out and cut promos like this. And indeed, if the elite you know, choose to fire back, more power to them too. I think um, I was feeling a bit like I was sticking on tinfoil hat on Friday by suggesting that the mere fact that this comeback had occurred and meant more conversations have gone on than we yeah. realised. I wanted to believe, I'm not saying that they're all best friends, but that enough bridges have been built so that we could have promos like Saturday. Again, not a cheap plug for the stream or indeed my Twitter, but go back and check out mine and Murray's reactions to Punk's promo to show you the feelings that it generates. It's the wrestling you want to watch where it feels most real. And I did want to believe that enough um, water had passed underneath those bridges that they could fire these shots and leave stuff out there. I'm a firm believer that Punk and Page 2 has become as hot hand as Punk Omega 1. It's good business if they can get there. So I genuinely hope that's the direction. I think it might be. Uh, Let's move on to our final question of the day. Lester Lee has been on asking, with Forbidden Door literally right around the corner. Oh yeah, it's at the weekend. (laughs) Good grief. Uh, Do you think any women's matches will get added? Uh, I know it's unlikely, but maybe Willow versus someone. Uh, Fingers crossed, please, someone like Willow versus Izumi. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. Uh, The thing is, Stardom has a big show on either the same day or the day after or the day before. So Stardom people are not going to be on this show, most likely. Everyone's booked. Everyone's booked. I don't think there have even been conversations between AEW and Stardom. So that does suck. Maybe one day we'll get to that point. Uh, I think if there is a Forbidden Door match, it might be something like Athena, who's obviously based on Ring of Honor primarily versus yeah. like an AEW full-timer, something like that. Meltzer, uh, I think it was, sorry if it wasn't Dave, 
reported that, uh, that before her injury, they were planning Mercedes versus Soraya. Mane. That's mental. But to that point, um, obviously, yeah, with Mercedes Mane getting injured, um, Willow Nightingale does feel like a free hit that they could miss. She's yeah. the New Japan Strong Women's Champion. Yeah. It's Look, she rested on collision on Saturday. We know really where she's uh, rooted. However, she's got that belt that says otherwise. So I think it would be mad not to put her, having a, her having a title match should be on the card. I was going to ask you, what's the situation with um, Tokyo Joshi Pro? Uh, I don't know what their schedule's like over the weekend or anything like that. Obviously, they've been working with them for ages, mm -hmm. uh, for years and years at this stage. Um, yeah, it'd be cool if they did something. I mean, like Yuka Sakazaki's coming over to AEW full time. I'm not sure if she's had her graduation match yet or is she injured or something. I really don't know. A bit out of the loop, to be perfectly mm -hmm. honest. Um, it would be nice to see a collaboration. Uh, like Miu Yamash does the, one of the five best wrestlers on the planet uh, so if you can get her on the card that's a no-brainer to me but we'll see based on how little time they kind of afford the women on Dynamite especially I think if you're gonna book something at least it's booked on the go home it'll feel as hot as it can do yeah get, get the giant panda in why not why not sure let's go yeah let's do it <laughs> uh, hey thanks for joining us today if you uh, like videos like this there's one on your screen right now that you're really going to love it's been on your screen for a while actually you probably noticed it. Uh, see you later. Bye. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.